Welcome to this Jafelestia one-on-one sessions. I'm your host, uh, Junior Francis, alongside my good friend uh, for many, many years now, Eric Ola. This series celebrates and aims to preserve and promote the Skia Rocksteady and vintage reggae scene in Southern California and beyond through insightful conversations with legends and modern day talent, including those behind the scene. And lots of people are working behind the scene to make this very successful. So whether you listen to this podcast series or watch us on YouTube, a big thank you uh, and much respect. Please remind uh, your friends and your relatives and yourself to subscribe. EK? Yes, Junior, thank you. On this monstrous episode, we present our Latin Ska Roundtable Part 2 um, episode here with special guests. Gentlemen, you're going to correct me if I've mispronounced anything, but Jaime Hernandez, a.k.a. Senor Calaca, of Ocho Calacas and hello <laughs> yes and Jimmy Mercado of Red Store Bums welcome gentlemen we really Thank appreciate you. taking uh, the time yes 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 um junior yes uh Red Store did we work at that uh venue uh this is totally unrelated didn't we work at that venue in Ontario did you guys play I think one one of those nights no you know what i think what it was was uh i just happened to uh come around i was uh i think oh. i might have been uh, following the quinto sol uh, movement at that time and uh i okay. seen them post it and I, and I came through but yeah i've seen junior i've seen you bring a lot of great artists from all over the place so yeah i know i know that yeah. when you're there it's going to be a great show Right, my thanks, thanks. I was just wondering. I, I, I don't know why I'm thinking that we did work uh, uh, at that venue in that we were talking about off here in um in Ontario. Well, uh, let's get started. So let's start by having you guys each introduce yourself. And and Junior, real quick, um, it looks like we are going to have a third and very special guest here joining. So once As luck would have it. Once once right. he pops in, once he pops in, he can introduce mm -hmm. himself. But uh, but <laughs> but before then, uh, how about Senor Calaca? Hey there, uh, Jaime Hernandez here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm honored to be here with you guys tonight. And yeah, lead vocals of uh, uh, so-called Ocho Calacas Ska Ska Core Band. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> so what you say, so-called? <laughs> uh we're we're local we're in california and you know this 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 movement is just getting bigger and bigger so right you know, right yeah you guys have tens of thousands of followers <laughs> <laughs> how about you jimmy yeah so i'm jim mercado jimmy lion um red store bums aka rsb um rs bums also <laughs> in the empire um ska reggae no uh, yeah, that's me. Nice, welcome. <laughs> and he made it. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? There it is. I have back practice. Sorry, Juan Hernandez. <laughs> I just left back practice. I completely forgot. Sorry, I apologize. No, that's okay. We, we know you wear many hats that we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> but on that note, why don't you respectively introduce yourself? Well, I'm Asai Hernandez. Um, I play the band that first started everything for me in La Pobreza. And then... Uh, then from there, I started Concrete Jungle Entertainment. I've uh, been doing that for 19 years now. And then I just opened Concrete Jungle Studios about a year and a half ago, which is pretty much 
We're about to launch a podcast here soon, too. It's a recording studio, rehearsal studios. I have a whole print shop for merch and everything. Wow. Bands and everything for, for, for traveling bands. And it's also a place to let people stay here that travel, that tour. So That's amazing. And where is that located? It's located right here in the city of Cudahy by Southgate. Oh, yes. Right, so it's 4,000 4, square feet. It's yeah. right here, right in the heart of Atlantic and Firestone. You know? I, I grew up in Downey, so it was just a hop, skip, and jump. <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. That's um, what we've been to do for a while, but we finally did it, you know? Yeah, well, that's great. And and and, and, yes. uh, and welcome, and, and thanks for joining. Um, So we were talking a little bit off air about this, but now that we're, 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 we're full on uh, interview mode here, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat this as well. So Junior and I felt that part one uh, of our Latin Ska roundtable <clears throat> several months ago, we had the pleasure of talking to um, Jose Padilla of Matamos Ska and Bernie Leo oh, yeah. of Los Kung Fu Monkeys. And it was it was really great, informative, and insightful, but but it only scratched the surface. And so Junior and I really wanted to quickly um, get back in and, and and do part two, given the importance and, and and popularity as as the three of you know more than we do of this broad subgenre and 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 just the vibrant scene. So um, we really appreciate you three taking the time uh, to talk with us tonight. Of course. Uh, so I think we we, we I did ask um, where. Um, to introduce yourself, which you did, right? Yes. Right. So, so everyone did that. Uh -huh. yes. Fantastic. So, and so where were you guys born and raised individually? Perfect. Uh, all right. Start here. Uh, I was born in Mexico, uh, and I, I came to the States a long time ago. I've been here most of my life, and uh, I grew up in uh, A18, the valley, but 20... 22 years ago, I moved to Orange County, so uh, that's where I met my, my bandmates, and that's where uh, Ocho Calaca started. We are mm -hmm. proud to represent Orange County. Nice. And we're, we're, right. Can you go back and forth to Mexico? We have done a lot of tours. Yeah, we've been to, to Mexico a lot. Uh, we have a big following over there. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. We just came back uh, like two, three weeks ago. We did uh, Chile, we did Colombia, and and we did uh, several states in Mexico. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, Mexico always waits for us with arms open, and, and, and we love to go over there and, and visit over there and, and do what we do and, uh, you know, just play our music. We love to do that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Jimmy? Nice. Jimmy, how about yeah. you? So I was born in um, L.A. I was born in East L.A., actually. And, um, you know, I was there for, you know, my young childhood and uh, then eventually moved over to the Inland Empire out into a little place called Moreno Valley um, that uh, neighbors to Mead Valley. And that's kind of uh, our band kind of originated. We're all high school friends. Okay. So we kind of... Um, my older brother was a big inspiration for me. My older brother is the uh, singer and uh, guitar player for La Banda Escalavera. So, oh, um, yes. Yes. yeah, that, the guitar player in, 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 in the band in Red Store Bums was actual trumpet player for La Banda Escalavera. Oh, and so nice. it was kind of like a little subdivision there. And we kind of, you know, very inspired by, um, yeah, yeah, there you go right there, La Banda Escalavera. Junior and I did a show at the El Rey in uh, 2006 that they were part of, but sorry. 
Carry I was on. probably I was probably in the pit at those times. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were um, RSB uh, originated from all high school friends, and yeah, I've been out in the Inland, Inland Empire since about I'd say about eight, ten years old, something like that. Nice. Mm -hmm. Last but not least. Well, me, I'm right here from Los Angeles, California. Pretty much raised in South Cape, California. Uh, then from there, um, I live in different cities, but most of my life is South Cape. Um, and then um, pretty much as a senior, as a senior, um, it was what, 2005? Um, I, uh, I, they asked me to join the band. I said no for six months. I didn't want to. I didn't want to play brass anymore in my life. I was over it. I was doing since seven years old because my dad plays music. So he does. He plays sax. He did music for forty-five years. Wow. So pretty much, I was just pushed into it. So when I came on this side, my mom's side of the family, uh, like Salgi had no music program, so I didn't do South. I didn't do no music at all. And then as a senior, um, my drummer uh, Felipe, which started the band La Pobreza, will harass me for like six months. Man, we need a brass player, we need a brass player. Then I finally said yes, joined it, went to our first practice and fucking loved it. And <laughs> yeah, the rest is history, man, you know? I was like, this is, yes, sir. This is different. I loved it. I, I was a fan. At first I studied the scene. Like one of the bands, like, our first show was with La Banda Escalera, Up Ground, who else was in there? Uh, also, Las uh, Quince Letras. And then the uh, chocolate cadavers. So that was a very learning, like that was a big show in my opinion. Me from from a kid coming into the scene. So pretty much, I was a big fan of the scene. Study this, big fan of everybody. I was a little kid that would just get everyone's song, put it in a little CD, mix it, write Scott Volume One, Scott Volume Two, Scott Volume Three, you know, and just fan of everyone. I remember I had old demo tapes. It was a live arrest for bumps. That was a whole school thing. That was a, that was cool. Everyone was doing those live those live performances back in the day, and I still have all that stuff to this day. I have a nice collection of all of everyone I grew up listening to, you know. And so, then, so, so on on that front, um, if we talk about one of the questions we like to ask our guests is kind of your your <clears throat> gateway or baptism to um, Jamaican music or ska. So so, but like like did. Um, uh, and let's and let's start with you, uh, Jaime. Was your was your gateway through <clears throat> punk or reggae or or, or rock and espanol or or other Latin rhythms or or nothing n none of the above? I was I was big on um, psychobilly, rockabilly. Okay, yeah. But before, but before that, I, I listened to a lot of rock and espanol, uh -huh. and we have the fabulosos Cadillacs. Yes, we have uh, la maldita. And we have Tijuana know that they're veterans. Yep. And uh, little that I know that that was ska, you know what I mean? Yep. But then uh, when we got into the scene and, and and I started making music, I started knowing a bunch of bands. Friends recommended a bunch of their taste of music. And I just fell in love with it. Like, I, I didn't know I was listening to ska because for us, Fabulosos was just broken Espanol, you know what I mean? Yeah, but now that I learned that you know that was a movement that was like a whole whole thing you know like the ska movement and yeah. I loved it I fell in love with it and I mean I love I listen to everything I I I keep my my ears open to all kinds of music 
Uh, yeah, I'm just a fan of music. And I remember when Nazael invited us to one of the, his first shows 20 uh-huh. years ago in Long Beach. And he was like, you guys down to play a show? <laughs> and we're like, why not? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I, I, I actually... I'm 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 so glad to be here tonight with you with you guys with us Al and Jimmy because we've been together doing this for like 20 years or more. Wow. Um, right, that's amazing that the three of you go back 20 years. Yeah, yeah. we started almost <laughs> at the same time. I yeah. believe mm-hmm. we, right. Ocho Calacas started in 2003. I don't know, Restaurant Bombs when you guys started. Yeah. Same time, we started in four. And La Pobreza started in 2004. So yeah. It was like the 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 movement uh, that happened during those years. <clears throat> yeah, and 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 we we're gonna touch on that too here in a second. Um, Jimmy, over to you as far as the gateway and, and kind of your entry point. Yeah, so um, I mean, the fusion with us um, is very very diverse. You know, between the members of uh, you know with our influences, I think mm-hmm. that um, you know I grew up. As a kid, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure all of us as musicians have a wide variety of likings in the music, but um, I grew up listening to a lot of Spanish music, you know, like, you know, Jose Alfredo Jimenez and Pedro Infante, stuff like that. And then the, the transition into the reggae ska for me was through reggae. Uh, reggae music was a big influence and it continues to be a big influence in my life. Um, started with, you know, Jamaican, you know, the African reggae, then the Spanish reggae, and it's transitioned um, for me personally. I think that, um, you know, um, with the rest of the band, it was very similar with the ska, you know, they did a lot of like the sublime stuff, you know, um, just that that route. But I think for me personally was, uh, you know, through reggae is where I transitioned into the ska. Nice. Okay. So great to hear. Uh, I agree with like with both of them like so for me I didn't know what Scott was like um, to be honest like I was listening to bands that were titled Scott like you know like how you said Fabulosos uh, Sublime I was a big Bob Marley fan I went to my whole big Bob Marley place like <laughs> up in there every day um, and then um, it's it's crazy from my dad's side I grew up with a lot of salsa merengue cumbia I hope because that's what he did for a living. Um, and then um, I went through my whole, you know, rock phase. <clears throat> like system was down, right? I chipped up. But then, like I said, Sublime for me as a kid was a big influence. It was a big fan for me. Reagan, then also like Fabulosos, Winner, Maldita, Infantil, Rococo. That's a lot of the bands I grew up <laughs> as a kid. And then once you get into the scene, it just breaks into so many more, so much more like music. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. But it's just like you know, it's hard to keep up with everybody. But <laughs> like, it's funny. I just didn't know what Scott was. But then here we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, question for all three: uh, What was your first live scare show you attended? And so I'll make that break that into two. One traditional, for the sake of um, understanding the roots, meaning Jamaican scare, and then uh, American and perhaps Latin. Who wants to uh, which your first? I mean, my first Scott show. Uh, let's see here. Wow. Um, Jamaican. I, I, I had the pleasure to play with Scatterlights. Oh, nice. And, 
<laughs> and uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and and then and then I got to see them here in Fullerton, which is like next to me in Orange County mm-hmm. at the Sly Bar. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that was yeah. And then um, I was I was I I always loved uh, Tijuana No, which was more like a ska ska core type of thing. Mm-hmm. Together with uh, Maldita Vecindad, and that was my first, I'm going to say, live shows that I attended. That's a hefty one. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy? Yeah, I think I think for me, I think it was, I think you know, we, we got to perform with the Skylights as well, which was an amazing, you know, I had growing up watching a lot of YouTube videos of them, you know, uh, live, live recordings of them performing, which was awesome. Um, and then, um, you know, out in this way, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, my brother, um, George from La Banda Escalavera, um, as a kid, you know, uh, probably about 14, 15 years old, he's the one that transitioned into the ska. So, you know, my first shows are basically watching them and then, you know, learning about, you know, Maldita Panteon and, and Pabuloso Scali, like was one of his biggest influences. So that's kind of the route that, you know, we were kind of drifting. And like Jaime was saying as well, you know, you start to, learn about you know uh, the scene that you know not so many people know about you know you start learning more artists and and that yeah cool uh uh next up is that awesome well well, for me it's gotta also be uh highlights well you know like when i saw him as a kid it was it blew my mind a little and then when i got to book him that was like also another shock for me i was like that's cool you know so like work those lab band is amazing. It's amazing live. You know, it's one of my favorite bands to see. Um, as far as like Mexican style, um, I enjoy seeing Inspector. Inspector is a great band to see live too. Um, and then I saw this Russian style band. It's called Raskasha last year. I saw and they were amazing. They were oh. they, they blew my mind. Uh, they played with Foggy Molly at the. Hollywood Palladium. Really? Yes. And what are they called? Ruskasha, R-U-S-S-K-A-J-A. They are amazing. They will blow your mind away. I'll check them out. Uh, they have some female, they have a couple of female artists in the band. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've seen them on YouTube. I've seen All them right. on YouTube. Yeah. They are Wicked. Wicked. I'll, Wicked. I'll check them out. Yeah. That's Never cool. Right. Nice. Nice. So, um, at what point were you guys made aware or realized like there was a burgeoning Latin ska scene, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy, because of your brother, right. You probably saw it in action. Right. But, but, but maybe Jimmy start with you then um, talk about around what year you started realizing that, that like there's an actual, you know, scene here that's growing. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of like I had mentioned as a kid, you know, 14, 15 years old going to, you know, what were backyard shows, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of venues that were available for the ska scene, the the Latin Mexican ska scene out here. So as the scene started to grow, I started to see the magnitude of, you know, the fans and the scene started going. And I've met um, a lot of, it's funny because you see the, the, the age gaps in, in, the, in the scene. And uh, when I was young, I remember talking amongst the uh, older people and they were like, hey, the ska, the ska reggae scene, you know, it, 
it goes up and down, man. It goes in the eighties. It was big, and then in the nineties, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember. I'll never forget that. But uh, yeah, as for us, you know, the it was very, very strong in the backyard shows, um, and then little by little, you know, we started, you know, as we got older, more venues started becoming available to us. Um, you know, the art for our band, along with, you know, Ocho Calacas and La Pobrezca and La Banda Calavera, the, the venue started getting a little bit bigger for more capacity. And yeah, that's when I started to see the magnitude of the stuff, you know, uh, the, the scene itself. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jaime? Um to add to what Jimmy said, um, you know, uh, little by little, doors started opening for, for this scene, for, for our bands. Uh, we started playing, uh, we went from playing backyards to playing like birthday parties to venues, you know what I mean? So it took a little bit of time. We, I feel like we've been working hard, but it's, it's finally paying off, uh, uh, now that the scene it's huge, like uh, you can have two, three bands in LA at ve uh, whatever venue, and and it's guaranteed that you're gonna have full house. And I feel like it it, it keeps growing, yeah. and and mm -hmm. and every time I get into like the social media, I see new bands, I see new kids making new music uh, with a bunch of you know new ideas, which I love it because. I'm all about keep keep growing, you know what I mean, and keep creating new music. And I feel like this is just it's gonna keep growing, it's not gonna stop because there's over I don't know 300 bands that I know that they're local <clears throat> to LA, not only LA but Riverside. All like I mentioned earlier, SoCal. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Valley, Riverside, Pomona, uh, Orange County, and. I mean, I don't know if I, I'm correct, but there's a lot of bands out there, like, and it keeps going and going. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that's so great. Yeah. Uh, expand upon that um, um, as to maybe, maybe from both the band standpoint, but also from a promoter standpoint, um, uh, Azale. Well, for me, it's a little bit different because uh, what, what pretty much I was out there first for my band kind of like trying to like get out the market or doing cool stuff reach out to venues and trying to like uh, open door shows you know uh, like pretty much I was very inspired to do a lot of things with the back and luckily I met a lot of cool people that help open door shows as you know like going to Orange County doing like the galaxy then it became the observatory doing the Yale's Theater and then expanding to Riverside, even though there were scenes there, but it was hard to get venue shows that, like, where we could, like, be proud of something, you know what I mean? There was always a backyard scene there for us, like, you know, like, parties, I I, I remember our first show was a family party, <laughs> so that was funny, um, got all that stuff, and, like, pretty much from there, like, as the years went on for me, I would, I was doing it for my band, but I would, then... I was also doing this because I started concrete, helping a lot of bands. Like a lot of bands would reach out to me asking like they needed help with shows. They were trying to do cool stuff, different stuff. So that's the main reason why concrete started. Like a lot of bands reached out to me. And so pretty much I couldn't do it under the Pobreska umbrella. That's why we did the concrete jungle to help all because we're all friends. Like I'm in 
Like, Jimmy, we're all friends. Like, it's a bunch of us. Like, we grew up as kids. So, you know, we're, it wasn't just playing in the band. We, you know, we're, we all grew up on this stuff. We'll hang out with each other. You know, there's there's more than just being in the band. So, a lot more reach out to me <coughs> from there. I will help try to do stuff and expand the market. But it's crazy. Like, everywhere we went, there was already seats. There was already bands anywhere you go. But it's just there wasn't, like, somewhere like a home base somewhere where people accepted us like that's like the best way they thought i remember the galaxy a lot of people when i went to legit many they said there's no money in in all age ska functions hmm. that's what every uh owner or our talent will tell me so i had to go wrong so i had to do as you did own. as you did yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i was they were just they will make me jump through hoops, like pay double the rent, double this, like earn those, get Sundays, like horrible days. And, so, so were you were you primarily for, sorry to interrupt? Were you primarily like a four wall rental? Yeah, I, everywhere I went, I rented. Everywhere I went, I rented. Uh, you know, it was crazy what we would do just wow. to make it happen. Uh, but every venue I go, I rent. Now it's a whole different game. Now, oh yes, sir. Now everyone's like, come here, come here, come here, come right. here. You know what I mean? Like, I got like 12 you, minutes. You have day. some leverage. You have, you yeah. have some leverage. Yeah. It's, and it's a beautiful thing. Back then with signing contracts, putting down deposits, doing this, meaning for our guarantees. Now we sign no contracts. We do no deposits. We do nothing. It's all, they all know we're good for it. And they open doors like nothing now. You know? Yeah. And it's a good feeling. It's, it's a great feeling. But well, goddamn, they put me through the. They put oh, me through. Oh, I'm sure. So, <laughs> so, what what was the year that Concrete Jungle actually started? Oh seven. Oh eight. Oh eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh eight. Okay. So, so that's where we're at, and then um, yeah, first show was with Ochagalagas. It was the return of Pobreska, OEK, Above Ground, and uh, we were and in the band called Selfish. Uh, and uh, it was at the Bowl 350, and we bought the and and then and Buda Gloskos. That was my first show, and we did 750 people. You get me? And uh, everyone was happy. You know, it was great. And then from there, it just took off. To be real, with you. Yeah. we were doing maybe like a show every three months, and then then it became one every two months and then one a month and then two a month and then three a month four a month i think the most i've done in one month is probably like 16 18. so oh, so yeah so and then and then we expanded to different genres you know different things and but yeah. it's all under you know the whole underground music scene, you know? sure. style from yeah. psychobilly rockabilly everything but scott is my main influence which i love well i would tell you like what we had to go through and like it took bands like Restore Bones, Ochagalacas, Pobreska, and many more for us to bring the people and to prove like these guys wrong. Yeah. And for them to just be like, all right, we would love to have you guys back. But it was like, it's crazy. <laughs> real true to see where we're at now. It's beautiful. Right. Thing. You get me? And, and when you say uh, those guys, essentially, you mean club owners? And talent buyers, uh, owners that right. just thought, we just thought we were a bunch of like, punk kids, you know, yeah, right. You know, you know, that just a bunch of kids, you know, that's, that's what they really thought we were. To be real. 
question, you know? Yeah. They didn't believe in Scott. They didn't believe, they didn't think there was a market for it. They didn't think there was money for it. Um, you know, so they will pretty much be like, well, look, if you pay this, I think back then I was paying 3,500 a night, like most of these venues, you know, and that's a lot. You're talking about a $10 ticket. You're talking about, you got to at least have 350 people just to pay off the venue. And then you can start paying your talent after that. <laughs> right. You get me? No, that's, I mean, talk about, talk about risk and, and yeah. Been down that road. Yeah. Junior can relate. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, one more question for all of you, and then we're going to dive specifically uh, a little bit deeper with each of you. So, it seems as though, and, and we touched on this briefly, but it seems as though, and this is just from our, from Junior and my research. So, so, so please correct us, but, so like in the in the nineties, and we're talking Southern California, in the nineties, you had um uh, late nineties, if I'm not mistaken, Labanda Scalavera, but even before them, right? There were there were a handful of Latin ska groups that also helped kind of lay the foundation. So right. So um <clears throat> if we're not mistaken, you know, bands like uh uh Chincha um uh Berinches, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh Los uh, Alvarados. Yeah. Los Olvidados. Who, who are who are a few others that um uh Pizza Letras. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Viernes 13. Viernes 13. Right. Yeah. Even yeah. even even left alone, right? Yes, uh, left alone. And and even a band like Voodoo Glow Schools, right, did a, seemed to have done a lot for the yeah. right? Second yeah. Court was a big Mexican influence that had a big, big influence in my life. Okay. Yeah. So, so where um where bands like uh, Barones Thirteen and uh, La Banda Scadalera fall on this list? Well, we have a for what? Okay, get first or second? List. What do you mean? What, what happened? What? Where do they fall on the list that we just Eric just rattled off? Well, those, I mean, from the 90s, right? So, so because mm. I think what we were getting at is like, if would you consider that kind of like the first, the first wave? Yeah. You know, right. Us. For, so, our, for, yeah. Us. for yeah. us. Yeah. And yeah. Then, definitely. And, then, and then you guys, part of that second wave in the early, right? Yeah. The mid 2000s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, first wave, uh, early 90s, early to late 90s. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. What do you What do you guys think spawned some of those groups in the '90s to to start? I mean, I think you know for for the most part, uh, you know the, those bands as well. I mean, that they got the musical background. It's it's you know an outlet for I think everybody and anybody in the music industry you know for us um, you know music is just a way for us to express you know what we're going through the times we're going through our feelings you know and that kind of stuff and we bleed it out with music and I think that ultimately is where we all come from when it comes to creating music you know the sound the the, the lyrics it's you know one's one's um, you know feelings poured out into the music and I think that's you know where where the backgrounds come from um it varies but i think it's all united with that one you know feeling and, and what we're going through yeah i like that <clears throat> i think i think you're pretty spot on with that um and then what do you think it was 
around so so if you all started around 0304 what 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 kind of sparks right and I, I know that you each have different stories but like what do you think sparked that next wave of bands to start i i if i may i think it was the need of uh of letting people know that we're here and this is who we are and we represent this side of the town this side of the hood and 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 to hear our voices you know what i mean and with everything that happened in life uh like jimmy said it, it was just like for us well i'm gonna for me it was like i just trying to show people who we are and where i come from and and what we're about and and the the best way for us to do it it was through music through music and it just just happened and and we were lucky that people started liking what we were doing and 20 years later i'm here talking to you guys you know yeah it's so crazy i'm making a living <laughs> <laughs> trying trying it's hard it's not, it hasn't been easy it hasn't been easy no, sure. know, like like as i all said we yes. we've been through a lot you know like a lot of no's a lot of no, you can play here. No, no, no. But then again, we had people like Azal that opened doors for a lot of bands, including mm -hmm. ourselves. And, and and you know, I gotta take off my hat for him. Yeah, and and the movement that he started. They, we all yeah. started together. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know what? You know what? I also, I thought was a big that helped us as coming up. I I felt like at the Allen Theater gave us a mm -hmm. right. It gave us just the place to let that, our feelings or how we felt, our music, you know, it gave us a place that we could call home. Yep. You know? Right. And yeah. I think without the Allen Theater, I don't think we'll be here. You feel me? Yeah. 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 Allen Theater in Southgate. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm so, very grateful about that place. Mm -hmm. As while you're talking, um, what have been some of your uh, proudest moments with the band? Me? Yes. Yes, man. Uh, What's the proudest thing with my band? Yeah, some moments that you're really and truly proud of uh, that you can share with fans. Some highlights. <laughs> um, the Victoria Scott Fest. Oh, right. We yeah. went out there and we, you know, we headlined one night and we sold it out. That was pretty cool for us, you know. <laughs> um. You know, Mexico City, when I took four bands under ourselves, a lot of the Mexican wow. bands were not happy that we were out there and we were put on top of them. Um, so we said, let's do it ourselves. And it was Ocho Galacas, Mafia Rusa, La Pobreza, and Rivers. And I said, you know what, guys, let's just do it ourselves. And I think that was a very, very big thing for us. What would you say, Jaime? Dude, that was that was amazing. Like for for oh. for us to be a garage band, like you say it, you know, like mm -hmm. just a bunch of friends making making noise. Because when we started, we we're just making noise, you know. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. For us to do, be able to do that, and 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 get together with four bands from yeah. from here, and take take the risk to. And go to another country and take this movement, yeah. take it to Mexico, and and not only that, 
the response we we had from from our Mexican fans was like huge. I need to look and that. and that's that's a big highlight. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. What what year was that? I want to say 2016. Uh, 2016, no, what do you think? 16? 16. 16. 17. And um, I remember we did Monterrey. And we did also, what did we do? Querétaro? We did uh, uh, Querétaro, Monterrey. Monterrey. Querétaro did like, we did like 1,500 people. And then Mexico Mexico City. I think we did like 3,000 people. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was very amazing. And it was crazy. Like, you see it like, when we all flew together, <laughs> you see, we took it was we're, t- we're talking about flying what twenty, about like forty four people together, you know. We, we, we took over the plane. We took over the whole plane. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it was funny. Um, just like we're just all messing around with each other in the flight, but it was surreal. You look left, you see, this guy, you know, you, know. You, you look to your right, and then you know, it was just like it was just it was. It was crazy. It was, it's almost like having your own private jet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that was a very, as a band and as a promoter, but also like those were all my brothers. So yeah, I, it was a very proud moment for us. I'm, to I'm sure. Ourselves, you know, that was yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, as I, uh, who are the core, uh, just because we don't want to leave them out, who are the core members or, or current members of uh, uh, La Pobre Scott? Um, well, the last, there's, I want to say there's three originals left. It's me and sax. It's Abraham on the guitar. And then we got Marco's trombone, which is now also second vocalist. That is the last, that's the three originals. Um, and, uh, and then everyone else has came in through like through the, throughout the years and stuff. But uh, it's always grown. It's always, always gotten stronger. I've always, you know, as some people leave, and it's my job to go find the musicians. Like it's it's always, luckily it's always made us stronger. You know the band has never gone down. So, and like finally we're gonna release this album in about a month, a new album. So that's gonna be big for us. And we're like us, we're gonna start touring the whole U.S. That's like a lot of stuff. So, so I'm not pretty much next year. I'm gonna have to. You'll see us on the road a lot. So it'll be kind of hard for me to be here as a promoter and then run also the studios and then also be on the road at the same time. Let's see how that goes, you know? Unless you can figure out how to clone yourself, but yeah. That's <laughs> Hopefully we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I just leave Jaime in charge. Right. <laughs> I just got to shave and then I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> um, on the concrete jungle side of things, so so you, you mentioned you went from you know the occasional show to 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 at the height you said like forget 16 shows a month but so on average now like what's an average month the number of shows that you do well i just did two dri shows um this whole weekend I, oh, yeah. and then i had the guys from toxic holocaust they stayed with me um then the week before that i did the house of blues we did we did 1500 people at the house of blues that was very special for us too yeah um, and then, um, then what did we do right before? Then we got Scalloween. I got two Scalloweens coming up. And then next Thursday, I fly out and we play Denver on Thursday. And then from there, we fly out to Houston. We play Houston on Friday. 
and then we fly out to Chicago. We play a festival in Chicago, and then Sunday we're in Vegas. So averagely monthly a show. October's always the craziest for us. Mm-hmm. About 18, 20 shows, but uh, and why is that so? Because everyone, it's just it's like the month where everything's just alive, you know. Halloween, it's like a lot of bands are touring, there's a lot of events, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, you know, it's just it just always has turned out to be a very heavy, like packed month. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see it all across all the music, like it's always a lot of yeah, stuff heavy, heavy on. touring, yeah, yeah, a lot of heavy touring in October. Uh, I think because you know why? Because I think they get they try to push it in before the holidays. Because they already know November, December, no one wants to do anything. Everyone wants to <laughs> right. you know, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So that's uh, I want to say that we average about six, eight shows a month. You know, mm-hmm. but like, like then it could just jump up to fifteen. <laughs> you know, like like nothing. But you know, but besides that, we also record a lot of artists here. We record like. Almost every day we're recording somebody here. Uh, You're kidding. So, uh, so, so when did when did you talk about that song? Yeah, yeah. Touch on that more. So we just I like so this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and Jaime knows this. When when I used to like help run with the Ochocolaca guys, I will always talk about I want to open my studios, open my studios, open my studios. Um, and then um, pretty much um, my guitar player had this warehouse that he wasn't using. And he said, and I pretty much said, let me take over. And then he just talked about the mortgages. And I came in with my team. We built walls, knocked walls, made rooms, painted ourselves, did the carpet, everything. Uh, and then just bought all the recording gear, everything. And then bought all the, we like, it's a rehearsal studio too. So we have like, we have a couple rooms that bands could use. So we have to put all the gear and everything. But then after a while, a lot of bands reached out to me and say, hey man, we're looking for a lockout. So right here, currently, right now, I have the Rascawele boys. They're oh. one of the rooms. They're one of the rooms. And another room, I got Union 13 TSOL, which is another big legendary band. And then I got some young guys that are very hungry in the Scott scene called Undisputed World Champions. They're in another room. They have a lockout. And then right now, I just have two or three rooms that I use when people need to rehearse. And then I have my recording studio. So that, like I said, that started six months ago. So well, since then we built it, finally all done. And like, so my my goal is I'm gonna record a compilation. I always think compilations are very good for music. So I always want to do one, but myself, not just a bunch of people, throw me a song, throw me a song, you know? I like come here, I'll record for free under, you know, under here um, and just, come out with new music, you know? It, it sparks the scene, it gives life to the scene. People love new music, and I'm doing it for free, where it doesn't uh-huh. cost nobody a dime, you know? So, so yeah, but but also a lot of, I'm also letting bands, like a chance, like a hub, it's, a, it's pretty much I look at it as a hub. Like you need shirts done, here you go. You need to record, here you go. You need a place so you print. So you print on site as well? Yeah, I have a second floor. I have a second floor, and we do like all the Pobreska merchandise. We print ourselves here: hats, sweaters, wow. jackets, everything. You know what I mean? So, it's just so, like it's because I was just tired of outsourcing, outsourcing. Yeah, outsourcing. yeah, complete, right. complete production. Yes, a complete production. A one truck stop. All you uh, need now is all you need now is a restaurant. 
<laughs> we are opening one with my cousin in six months, so you'll be invited to the prisoner. Oh, no, that's amazing. Um, yeah. um, if you see Adrian from Rusquale later, tell him um, that we're going to get him on on the next one of these uh, uh, part three. Yeah, he's you, he's here every almost every day. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we've known we've known Adrian for a while. Um, no, that's fascinating. Congratulations on all that. I mean, that's that's so. When you mentioned your team came in. Well, I came in with like you know my cousin, my brother, some nipple rest. You, you have you have people. You there's only so many hours in a day, so you have people. Yeah. To, Luckily, I have a lot of people that actually like me and glad <laughs> to come out and help me. <laughs> people that can help you. Yeah, because yeah. they, they see you going somewhere. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. When the when the when the boat leaves the harbor, man, everybody is aboard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, but it it, it built it came. It's a beautiful thing. You guys should come out. You guys are welcome. Check it out. Yeah, uh, no, we'd love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. congrats. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, pretty soon. The next, the next thing for us is the podcast. So we we want to start the company the podcast. Uh, like a fusion, also was like a one of the rooms we're gonna build it out for. Like they could do like a live, like a live song too. Yeah. So like a nice have something different, not just your, you know, like a nice fusion of. You guys remember Flash Rock? Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, with all, with all the smokes, with all, all the fog, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, like something like that. And then with the whole podcasting. And then talk about, I feel like a lot of people don't touch, touch like, I feel like as a fan, I would like to know, like, how like how's the tour life, uh, like behind the scenes and stuff. Sure. Like, I feel like that would be very cool to talk to people and let people hear that, that love your bad, like, Get to know the band on a whole different perspective, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. That's so that's great. something that I'm working on next. So um, let's see what happens. But besides that, um, the finally came, the fight came together. Here we are. So, like I said, you guys are welcome to come whenever you guys want. We appreciate. Yes, that. sir. Hats off to you. Um, questions now for uh, Jaime, uh, Senor Calaca, Junior. You want to take the first question there? Uh huh. I guess you could talk about the formation of the band uh, in 2003 in OC, Orange County, behind the curtain, taking scab behind the curtain. What a bold idea. Yeah, we started in 03. Uh, like I said, uh, we, we were just a bunch of friends that we knew each other and we loved music. We had that in common. And we started messing around with, with instruments. I remember we we were friends with uh, the guys from... Uh, La Gravilla Penca, which is another band from from here from Orange County, and 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 after a show, I think we were, we went to see uh, Manu Chao uh, in in, uh, mm -hmm. in Anaheim. Jesse Van Dango. Yeah, Jesse So after that show, I invited everybody to my apartment. Uh, good old days, <laughs> and everybody came over to my place, and I, I always had a bunch of instruments laying around. Mostly like congas, timbales, like Latin percussions, and I remember um, um, the bass player from Gabriela Penca. What's his name? Get. Oh, well, bass, bass player. Um, you're talking about it's not Luis, sir, is it? No, Caesar. Cesar. Caesar was Cesar. like, yeah, Cesar. He was like. Dude, so you playing a band or what? I said, no, I just like music. He's like, would you like to be part of a band? And I was like, 
I'd love to be partner of a band. And he was like, all right, see you Wednesday at, at this at this spot. And so hey. here comes Wednesday. I show up with my instrument, which it was nothing. It was just a pair, pair of fucking uh, bongos. And, and we started playing around with music. I started to know more people. And then Ocho Calacas came 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 alive in 2003 and now um well you know time flies time pass and now there's only two original members which is uh the two vocalists which is me and headset uh but the band the the new members that we have now we new but not really new because we've been together for over 10 years okay so that's, that's not bad. a decade is now yeah you could say new, but basically they're not new. They, they've been with us for a very long time. But yeah, um, the band itself has been together since two or three, it's 20 years. 20 years. Happy anniversary there, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so um, and your band, I, I read this online, so, so your band has been described as System of a Down meets Slipknot meets Social Distortion in a <laughs> So yeah, I'm sure you've seen this. So, which which is quite 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 the accolade and quite the right. So, but 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 what does that mean to you when when you hear that? A is that is that accurate? You know what? It's crazy and it blows my mind that to hear that and to 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 hear that and and those to be compared to those yeah. huge bands. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's it. it we never thought this is. Are we gonna sound like this, or let's do this? So we sound like this band or other band. We just got together and, and did it, and, and and it happened, and 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 you know it's been working out for us. We have a little bit of our hardcore yeah. together with the the ska, together with metal, and incorporating the horns. You know what I mean? So it's it's a mix. It's a mix of a lot of a lot of influence from from. From everybody in the band and it's this is it this is the result of all those influences mm -hmm. so you know congratulations this is your this year's your anniversary uh yeah uh, just yeah we yeah turned, 2023 2003, yeah we turned 20 years in march yeah fantastic so yeah, yeah thank you thank you wonderful <laughs> yes junior no you go ahead man okay so um so do do fans of Ocho Calacas and this is I'm generalizing some but 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 nice to know um do do your fans differ from fans uh we're talking core fans of bands um you know like for instance the Red Store Bums La Pobreska Metamosca Raskawale just to name a few um are there more similar fans or, or, or like more crossover or, or do you guys have maybe because you're um, a little more uh, on the metal side, um, a little different? No. I think, yeah, I think, I, uh, I think Ocho and Poresca have very similar fans, more similar fans. There's, there is a crossover between all three of us. Yeah. And even mm -hmm. and all that, but I would say, the we have similar fans between out of anyone the most will be Ocho and Pobreska because we're that we're the heavy ones. Yes. Okay. Like the rest of the bums, you know, they got Jimmy, so all the girls come to town. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's a little bit different. But we, you know, but we also have our our own fans. But there is a crossover. But I, yes. can, say, I can say that every, every time Ocho Boresca played at the same time, same bill, it's you. You see, you see, uh, you see all the, you know, all the familiar faces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. I've seen a lot of familiar faces, fans. Uh, actually, our first, very first gig that we ever played was was with uh, La Banda Escalavera. Okay. We actually opened up for La Banda Escalavera outside in like a coffee shop. It was yeah. like, kind of like a Starbucks. I think it was before Starbucks. <laughs> it was in Fullerton. And oh. I remember opening mm-hmm. for La Banda Escalavera. And and throughout the years, we played together so many times that I I, I do believe that we kind of have some of the same fans. I mean, just like me, I love I love I love Restaurant Bombs, I love La Banda Escalavera, uh, La Pobresca, and and it's totally different music, but at the same time, it's like the same. I don't know how to explain. Yeah, it. yeah, no, that makes sense. I I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, and, and I would think as you. If there's a show that that includes the three of you, right, or uh-huh. or then you add, and 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 you've done this with, with Concrete Jungle clearly, but like you, you then you if you do a show where you also have steady forty fives, right, or, oh, or you know, or, or Delarians or or um, uh, uh, any one of the more traditional bands, right, then you're going to incorporate yes some from from the from the more traditional scene, right. Yeah. Um, so you kind of widen it, right? And you do a good job of doing that. Yeah. Um, so on, on, this, on this subject, as you mentioned, to follow up what you said, Eric, million dollar question I'm asking all three members. What is it going to take to bring the traditional with, um, uh, I guess, Mexican ska? For lack oh, of we've better. done it. We've done it. We've done it. I mean, I think we should do it more. Here in Los Angeles? Yeah. So just, like, like I, I, we put in like a lot of them, a lot of state forty five, a lot of. That. Well, oh, I know what you mean by more traditional, like, like what well, you got. No, 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 both. So you get yeah. the traditional and you get the Mexican scale. Well, maybe it takes like a person like you guys and me, and we put a plan together. You know. You know, I, I, I like it. I, I think but there has to be. There's a need for that marriage because a lot yeah. of the newer listeners are now are coming here from Latin. The Latin side, not the traditional side. I think that's the best thing. We put all like all of it together. I think it's a beautiful thing, and it works out. Everyone gets new fans. Yeah, fans, you know, hear new sounds that they didn't think would be. So I think that's that's the best thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think there's yeah. a need and a necessity. I think there's a need and a necessity for that. For that yeah. yeah. Touching base on something you guys had mentioned earlier, like um, very. Uh, memorable moment um you know for for me one thing that i've seen throughout the years is you know growing up watching going to shows going to backyards going to venues the scene constantly growing um there's there was some sort of uh um not necessarily a disconnection but there was a separation between the fans and the bands and one thing that i i absolutely loved and i would take in and i and that's one of like my moments is the camaraderie between all the bands behind the shows, behind the scenes, and to marry the fans, that to me is like 
you know, it's like gold, you know, because I know that, you know, the friendships that I've created with Jaime, Ocho Calacas, and La Pobreska, and, and all the other bands, it's it's an amazing feeling to go up there and, you know, have that energy and then absorb and, and transfer energies from the fans. And it's just an amazing thing. So definitely needed. And it, it's 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 overdue for that marriage of, of traditional with, the, you know, the Latin ska, because um, I think it'll just get bigger and bigger. Yeah, and I think the reason why the the band members uh uh you know unite is because of the struggle that you guys have gone through over the past two decades and beyond to make this yeah. music what it is at present. The fans may not be aware, but you guys know the struggle, enormous yeah. struggle, the difficulty dealing with promoters, uh, booking agents, and so forth and so on. The rejection constantly, constantly. Yeah. So that forces unity. Yeah. Yeah. Great, True. great, great point. Yeah, uh, Jaime. One last question, and then Jimmy, we're gonna we're gonna go back to you. Um, I know that you touched on um, the one highlight and playing Mexico City, but what other highlights for 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 your band? Well, as crazy as it sounds, we just came back from a tour with Cradle Filth, which is a total different uh-huh. uh, genre. You know what I mean? It's like a black metal band, right? Uh, one of the biggest black metal bands and we had the pressure and opportunity to open for them and at first uh we seen on our social media a lot of like kind of like negative stuff like really uh cradle field with this ska band you know like they didn't know ocho of course because it's a whole different scene but uh the minute we with the first five minutes ten minutes into our set I saw everybody shaking their heads. (laughs) You know, I saw everybody cheering, you know. So that was pretty special. And, yeah, I I can get over that. And like Jimmy said, to add to that, it's kind of cool to see different different types of music. Like uh, Junior said, kind of like get together and and form a unity, you know what I mean? I'm I'm always up up for that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, and where was that concert for the record? We did, uh, it was 12 dates. We did South America, we did Colombia, we did Chile, and we did nine states in Mexico. Congrats. Yeah. That's great. Wow. It was great. It was good. It was a good, good tour. Yeah. So, a lot of those, I guess, a lot of those fans was like, Perhaps I'm speculating. You know, the first time they really heard ska. Yeah, they 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 <laughs> they probably thought that uh, you know uh, I don't know they were probably gonna get bored with with listening to ska, but then once they heard the type of style that we got, I don't know. I guess they were they were happy. I saw everybody smiling, so that was a good thing for me. Yes. That's the way to roll. You can't, you it was surprising. Go. It was surprising. will not be bored watching you. <laughs> no, no, I. I... <laughs> yes, nice man, nice. Mm-hmm. Junior, so uh, we're up to now, Jimmy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask about um, share some of uh, Retro Bomb, uh, you know, place the band was born. Uh, some of the big highlights that you've experienced or the banners experienced. How many original members are still with you? 
And how do you keep band members? A whole bunch of questions in one. Yeah, how yeah. How do you so, keep band members prevent them from leaving? Yeah, so throughout um, our, our beginning, um, like I mentioned before as well, we, we were all high school friends, you know, just, uh, you know, going to shows, going to backyards. Um, and that was kind of the original beginning of, of our roots. You know, we got together. It's funny because, you know, we were all high school friends and the original members were the guitar player, David, the bass player, Albert, and then one of our good friends, um, we call him Biker, that was a drummer. And they actually made, you know, a, a cassette with uh, three songs. It was the first three songs Red Star Bums ever made with no vocals. They didn't have anybody to sing. And so they came at they came they came to my house one time and they were like, Hey, we got three songs. Do you want to sing? Uh -huh. And I was, yeah, let me hear it, you know. And so yeah, I threw it on and uh, it was a song called Bums, So So and uh, I believe Tumbleweed. And uh yeah, I mean it from there it was just, you know, uh we created music. Um, you know, and uh, I think you know the, the highlights that you know, for me personally, I can't speak for the whole band, but me personally, like I had mentioned, just um, the experience that I've lived through the band and through the music. I mean, me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a social butterfly, man. So to go out there and talk to anyone and everyone, you know, is it's been the highlight in my life. Um, I don't think that, you know, there's, you know, all the people in this world can live their lives, but not experience the things that we as musicians have experienced. I mean, the, the natural high that you get on stage to perform, <laughs> able to perform the music you make, you know, for me as a vocalist, you know, I play instruments as well and created a lot of the Red Store Bums music, but, you know, for people to sing the things that I was going through, my feelings and, you know, word for word, that to me has been the biggest highlight you know, um, the friendships that I've created, uh, the bands that I've gotten to perform with, that to me is like the biggest highlight, no matter what, you know, I can take that and say that the vast majority of people on this earth don't experience the things that, you know, us here at the podcast have experienced, you know, which is an amazing feeling. Um, and that to me is the biggest highlight for me uh, personally. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that that's on, on my behalf, you know, I can't speak for the band, yeah. but that's my you know, some, some great philosopher once said that music is the highest art form. It moves emotion that nothing else can. So when you talk mm -hmm. about what you experience on, on stage, I don't think a doctor, a lawyer, or a teacher has that experience. It's because it you know, comes from music that um, cannot be found anywhere else, not in the arts. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, being music up there alone. Music alone can bring that emotion. Yeah. So when you make your song, you want stages unsurpassed with majestic and majestic beauty, unsurpassed. Yeah, yeah, it's no, we, It's something we won't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we no, never I, understand. Yeah, you know the, the the music. The you know it's you know I'm sure you know based on what you're saying there, it's like it's the magic that music makes. You know, it's like you know no matter what you're going through in life, you know you can put on this tune, whatever it is, whatever genre, whatever, you know, around the world, and it's going to make you feel some type of way, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's, that's... Music good. alone. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, what um, what non... Who are some of the other non-Latin ska groups that, that, that um, 
Red Star Bums have shared the stage stage with over the years? Um, you know what? There's been um, you know, a good good. Uh, there was a band. Um, man, you know, there's so many. There's so many that we've performed with, but you know, there's uh, uh the the the, the Poland brothers. What is it? The Warsaw Poland brothers. Yeah, Warsaw. Oh man, yeah, those guys. I remember seeing them in Riverside one time with the Debonairs, and uh, yeah. Warsaw blew my top, man. That that kind of yeah. yeah, that 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 was one of the bands where I was like, wow, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that um, they were a big, big, big one for me. I like I like uh, the traditional and um, yeah, I can say them. I mean, there's so many, there's so many that I can go down i'm sure i'm gonna miss a lot but yeah the warsaw and the devs the debonairs shout out shout out to the debonairs yeah yeah we we yes, have, uh, worked with a lot over the years definitely definitely um you know what another big one um that we got to perform with um you know that's not the latin ska reggae that was you know like i mentioned before to me a big big influence was reggae on my part we got to perform with alborosi you know that was oh, wow. huge yeah i had to catch one uh that was a big one for me too, you know. I was I was fangirling, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. And when was that? Was on his last tour? Uh, what's that? Was that on his last tour? I know he came through recently. Yeah, I think it was a couple years back. It was a couple oh, years back. back. Okay. One in LA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so question for for all of you. Um, and, and you touched on this from, from kind of the, the, um, brotherhood, so to speak, and, and, and kind of, uh, uh, love and together, togetherness in, uh, amongst the bands, right. And musicians, uh, for, you know, by and large from the scene. So, so is it safe to say, um, that there's not, or maybe it's a healthy competition, but, but there's more unity than, than, than friction, so to speak, uh, throughout the scene? You know what, yeah, just, you know, if I can start off by saying, you know, what I would touch in with the back of what I was saying is I did, in the beginning years of Restore Bums, it did feel like the stage with the bands was some somewhat of a competition. And I remember speaking to a couple bands, uh, you know, there was, you know, like I said, the majority of us were all friends, you know, because of, you know, the, it's just like, default right we get to start seeing each other more often and we get to learn who we are and we start becoming you know good friends but i remember you know it, it, there was a sense of some sort of competition up there and i remember having a conversation with the you know one of the members of one of the bands um and i was telling them like hey you know this isn't a competition you know we're there the fans are there and they're kind of hanging out on out, out there and then us as musicians backstage this is kind of like our you know, hangout time, you know, so let's, let's be good, you know, and I, I did feel like there was some sort of competition and, you know, um, I think that through the years, you know, we've gotten to perform with, you know, more and more of each other and, and become stronger and stronger friends with the years. Mm -hmm. Is that, um, do you, uh, Jaime, do you uh, have anything to add specifically to, to that point? Um, uh, be honest, I, every time I get to see the guys at shows, I'm always happy to see everybody. Um, I don't think we ever happy with anybody. 
I think uh, uh, we've been able to get along with everybody. Yeah, of course, there's always, uh, you know, things or social media and stuff like that. But uh, I, so far, we've been friends for, like I said, almost 20 <clears throat> years. And I have never run into like a bad situation I don't that I can remember. If anything, every time we get together, it's like, as Al can tell you, every time I see Al, is like I give him a big hug. When I see Jimmy, you know, I give him a big hug, and it's all good. I, we we're like brothers. We we we're like a family because I mean yeah. I, that's how I feel. Like I feel like like a family, like a music musician family, music family. Right. So, um, Azale from. From the promoter standpoint, I mean, clearly what, what you operate and, and, and book and curate and work so hard at with Concrete Jungle Entertainment. Um, uh, throughout that scene, there's also Evacor, um, Adrian, who we mentioned for Roscoele. I know he he definitely used to, he still may do some do some promoting, but 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 how is it amongst the promoters in the scene? Um, me and Adrian, we love each other. Honestly, I'm cool. I'm cool. Some people feel different, but among me. I like to be just work, to be honest with you. You know, <clears throat> there's some people have difference of opinion. It's okay. Uh, but, you know, some, it's just, I don't think, I think, I think that they, I've seen every market, each scene as like the metal scene, cycling scene, regular scene, area. Unfortunately, all promoters get along with each other. Let's be completely honest with you. You know, uh, you know, rivalry or competition. Some people yeah. don't like competitions. Um, as far as my part, I'm good. Like I'm good. I'll gladly work with anybody. I and I do work with out of all the promoters, I work with the most promoters. Yeah. And I help a lot of the local promoters also too, like with booking bands and stuff. So <clears throat> my my part, I'm good. You know, I'm very good to go. Um, like I say, Agent's my brother, that fool's here with me. If I had a problem with Agent, he wouldn't be in the Congress General Studios, you know. But we support <laughs> each other, you know, we support each other. Um, anytime anyone reaches out to me, I'm like uh, I'm <clears throat> about it you know? so it's all good nice oh, yeah. Um, yeah. junior huh oh I, I wasn't sure if you were going to say something no 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 um not not this point all right uh, so, uh, so I'll, I'll take the next one um many believe and, and and i'm one of them that that like the latin ska scene is is like the 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 new rock and espanol just just by the vibrancy and how, and how big and how how it's growing um do you do you all agree with 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 kind of that assessment i think yeah. it's it's pretty pretty strong movement you know and and to be compared with the rock and espanol that happened in the 90s which was huge uh it's cool that you know and I think that we have the potential, all the bands have the potential to like make it even bigger. Now with social media yeah. and you're able to be everywhere, like we have fans all over the world, you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, it, social media is a big help for all the bands for, uh, you know, that we're participating in doing this. And yeah, I think it could, it could be big, as big as Stroke in Espanol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I what think, is it going to take to sustain that momentum? New music. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. 
You did, Jim, I, yeah, Jimmy, you were going to say something else too. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was saying, I think ultimately, um, you know, it doesn't matter in, in the Latin ska scene. I think every single one of us has that rock and espanol influence. You know, we all came from that. I mean, you know, traditionally, I think we do have that. So um, it's definitely transitioned. It's still very, very much alive. But yeah, I mean, I think the ska scene is, is transitioned. It's it's continued to grow, like Jaime said, uh, throughout the world. And I think that, you know, for it to continue to grow and and, and move in the, the right direction, I think that, you know, something along the lines of what Junior was saying earlier is a fusion, right? Is the unity between all scenes to create that. And also what Asael was saying as far as new music, right? The artists that continue to make the music, it's a combination of all those things, right? I mean, if we're making music, you know, the camaraderie between all the bands, the promoters, you know, the, the good vibes, right? Ultimately, I think that will continue to bring in people from the outsides, right? The outside genres and bring them in to the uh, ska scene. Bring them yeah. in the fold. <laughs> right. Yeah. Junior. Yeah, so um, uh, as we move, now that you guys have all attained legendary status, oh. <laughs> two decades and growing, are there some new bands out there that you think we should keep our eyes open and uh, you want to recommend up and coming bands that you think are doing well? Whether here or across the pond. Well, Mexico, Nevada, Latin America. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me on my part, you know, um, I remember, you know, years ago, um, we were out in, uh, in, in Mexico. And, you know, for us, we haven't been out in that area much. But I remember there's a huge, huge scene out there with, you know, I remember one of, one of the bands that I hadn't heard of, and uh, this was in uh, probably about three years into Red Star Bums, we were out there in, uh, in Tijuana and we played with La Coyota and La Coyota to me was a huge, huge influence on, on my end. They're bad, 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 bad. But um, yeah, I mean, in the scene here, there's a lot of bands, you know, there's a lot of talent. Um, and, you know, one, one band that's already surpassed who, who they even are is, uh, you know, Blanco y Negro to me, they're, they're, Man, those guys are so dang talented. You know, I mean, for me, the younger guys, you know, I'm an older cat in the in the ska scene here, but um, you know, those those younger guys, you know, the the steady 45s, you know, the delirians, you know, those guys, to me, that those guys are man. Some talent for sure. Since yeah. it's just a happen to skip across the border, why is it that you haven't toured more in Mexico? And you mentioned Tijuana. Why you're not uh, more frequently, Jimmy? You're asking why me. Not frequently? Yeah, yeah, why not frequenting Mexico more? It's just a hop and a skip, right? You know what, for us, I think it was, um, you know, we, we struggled a lot with uh, members. I think that for the most part in 2000, 2000, 2007, 2008, um, from when we first started, we created lots of music. And then right around 2008, we started to lose members for, you know, just so many things. We lost, it's funny because we lost our bass player, and we went through like three different bass players throughout the years up until recently did our original bass player come back into the picture um after about four or five bass players drummers same thing too kind of we just i felt like we had like a bad a bad um go around with musicians at the time and it kind of just hindered our our ability to create music our ability to record music our ability to tour um 
and I think that's that's what kind of slowed us down in the aspect of touring itself. Mm-hmm. So what's in store for uh, 2024 now that you have your uh, core members together, your bass players uh, back with the band? Yeah. Great question. Yeah, no, I think right now um, we're focused on creating. We have, man, about two albums worth of music that we never released. So it's kind of like, all right, getting back onto, let's get back into the studio, record, not so much tour and perform, but let's get in the studio, record the stuff that we never got to release right. and release that and then get back onto the drawing board and create more music. I mean, there's so many ideas just between the bass player, the guitar player and I, there's, I mean, a repertoire of songs. We have so much, so many ideas that, that we saved to create, you know, two to three more albums just on, on individually. So I think the game plan for us for 2024 is to come out strong with, you know, we're, we're about almost done with our second album and then, you know, to record the third and fourth and just release as much music as we can. You know, I think that's one thing we can leave for the yeah. fans is, is the music. Right, right, right. Always the time. What's that? No, is no is the time. Right. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So, um, Jaime, what, what about you? In regards to? Uh, I, I guess I guess as far as um, a if there's any newer bands that people should be on the lookout for um, that 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 you're uh, taking a oh, liking to so to speak. I I really enjoy the stadiums. The stadiums uh, they're from LA. Right. Yeah, I like what they're doing. I like La Muerte. La Muerte. They're I love their their horn section. They're pretty strong. Um, I like the the cumbia of Get All Fire. They they mixed like cumbia and, and ska and rocksteady together. Yep, I'm taking notes here too. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Those those those. I can say watch out for those guys. Yeah, for sure. Nice, nice. Uh, um, and what about you, Azel? Man, About an hour. I know. The, 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 I'm sure there's a lot around here. No, but I agree. One man. Favorite bands to see musically, and the way they do it is Blanco Negro. Yeah, like I they used to rehearse my my old studio, so I'll I'll get to see those guys a lot of time. Those guys are very talented guys. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm a big. Um, I know they're about to release a new album, which will be done. Um, so I already know. I already know that's gonna be it's gonna do well for them. Yes. I'm a big fan of those guys. Um, but they've been doing it for a while now, you know? Yeah, yeah. New New, oh man. Kind of hard. It's just like so much out there. But, uh, mm. but uh, you know, I agree with him. I I, was, I like them on fire. They were doing really good for a while. Uh, they were doing their thing. Um, so hard. It's because, I'll be completely honest, I listen to a lot more international Okay. Bands like yep. that Sasha band. There's a band called uh, Dubiosa Collective. They're a Bosnian ska band. I listen to Mio Torres. They're from Puerto Rico. Um, I listen to a lot of you know Japanese, also ska cubano. I listen to a lot more different stuff. I, I don't know. I like to try to get out different influences and stuff. Right. But locally, I would have to say I love black women. I love what they're doing. It's it's very refreshing. Uh, yeah, traditional. They have that little bit of Mexican, and they just do it right where it keeps you 
Yes. So, so on the um, sticking with the international side of things, so from a concrete jungle, from your promoter standpoint, the shows that you do, what percentage of them do you bring in international artists versus versus work with local artists? Well, for a, while, for a while I was doing, I was bringing a lot, but because of uh, COVID, it yeah. stopped a lot of the international stuff for me. Like it stopped everything. So. Like right now, like next year, like I'm I'm doing bad manners. I'm doing the visas again. You know, right. we, got, we got sector court coming in maybe at the end of this year, beginning of next year. Like that's something I do also promote. I pay for the guys' visas, and that's a wow. that's a process. You're yeah, talking six. You're talking about five, six, six point five k, just to get one band out here, and then from there, <laughs> then you still gotta fly them out here. So, so yeah. So for a while, I was I was doing a lot. I was doing a lot, but now. Like this year, I mostly get just like a lot of agents hit me up on tours. Yep. So um, so I do a lot of bands touring. Um, but like a lot of the more international stuff is on the whole um, I want to say metal, uh, psychedelic or like punk stuff. You get me? Uh, but yeah, as far as like uh, Scott, it's really hard. You know, uh, everyone has their ties with certain people, so respect. You know, they like to go with certain people. But like I got to do. Scatterlights, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year. That was really cool. Uh, but next year, it's going to be big for us. As far as for both Concrete and Pobre SF. Because we released an album at the end of this year. Um, we're going to do the whole Sector Core Tour for them. Because it's been like 10 years since they've been here. We're going to do a whole Bad Manners run. Uh, Pobre is going to tour their stuff. Um, and then I'm also bringing No Violence um, in, the, in the May. That's my big festival where I bring punk bands, ska bands, psychedelic bands, all sorts of kumja bands and everything. So I'm looking for a new venue right now that can fit about 2,500, 3,000 people each night. And I'm going to do two nights of that. So in, that in, in the greater Los Angeles area? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, we're, I'm talking right now to Observatory, House of Blues, and Belasco Theater, seeing which one makes sense to host it at. Yeah. You know? But uh, definitely, I want that's, that's the festival that I like where I bring everything that I do under one show. And it works out. It sells out every every time I do it. Yes. Love it. And, and, yeah. and, sorry, what, what is the name of that festival? It's called No Violence Music Fest. Oh, right, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it, it started because of, um, because of uh, you know, something happened in a show where, you know, um, someone got hurt. And, uh, and so it was uh, pretty much, it was like a, it was help a fundraiser to help raise someone that got really hurt. That's why we call it No Violence. It was called No Violence in our scene. Um, I changed the name to No Violence Music Fest just to make it a little bit more open right, to right. music. Nice. Well, so, yeah, I think are you, you're, you're through. Yeah, I think we're nearing our destination. Huh? Any yeah. any. Um, you, anything else you guys want to share with us that we haven't touched on? Uh, Jamie, will, will, will you um? Will you just touch on what next year looks like for you? We we have a lot of plans. Uh, one of our plans is Europe. Oh, wow. uh, And um, we are going to start uh, working on new music. Um, our label is already wondering what's going on with the second album. Uh, so, yeah, we have, uh, we have to get busy in the studio. We got to go back to the lab and uh, start making... Uh, new material for the next album coming up and uh hopefully one of our goals is to be able to uh go to europe uh 
and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. Well, so, so pretty much it seems as if next year is going to be a really and truly a monumental year. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. So it, it's all for a blessing for us. Blessing Everyone. for us. Yeah. Yeah. All three bands. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then um, Concrete Jungle has, you said, a Halloween show coming up? Oh, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yeah. And, and, and where where is that and who's on it? That's going to be this, well, the first night, it's in the New Romanos in Riverside. And the LA one is going to be at um, Catch One. There's going to be all three, all three, three venues, all three rooms. So I'm I'm supposed to announce that tomorrow. So (laughs) as soon as we finish here, I got to get it back to some agents and um, finalize everything. But this year is kind of cool because we're gonna we're putting some punk bands, we're putting some some psychedelic bands into it, but. It's going to be bigger this year. We're going to do about 30-something bands, three stages. Wow. You're going to see a lot of old bands that you haven't seen in a long time, like yeah. like how it was back in the old, good old Alley Theater days. So, uh, so yeah, so that's the next big one in a couple of days. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, so, so as Junior asked, um, uh, anything that we've not covered, obviously – there's only so much we can we can get to, but but this has been extremely uh, insightful, and, and I've really enjoyed this, and, and appreciate you guys taking the time here. Uh, we, we know how busy you are, but but this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. No, thank you so much. Um, um, it's a, my pleasure to be here with you guys tonight. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Jimmy, anything else that, that we that we haven't touched on that you wanna you wanna make sure to share? No, I mean I think that uh, you know the, this this whole podcast was was awesome. I think that you know the if we can take anything from this is definitely creating some sort of fusion unity between all the the the, the uh, genres of ska. Man, that that'd be awesome. You know, that's, I've, that's something as a kid that I've always wanted to to see. You know, it's like we've seen big big music festivals, but to have a little bit of everything joined it's it's that that's the ultimate goal right so yeah that's awesome yeah yeah and i guess my takeaway is that you know you guys have the ability to really actually work together that is so profoundly and extremely difficult here in the greater los angeles area where they call la 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 yeah working together it's a testament to to everything you guys have worked so hard for. And for. So um, yeah, big big congratulations on everything. Um, uh, Azael and Concrete Jungle Entertainment. I mean, it's a it's a small empire that you have. So 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 massive thanks. Junior and I are going to take you up, and we'll we'll get a tour of it one of these days. Do it. Jimmy still holds me one too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I him for like eight months already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, thank you guys so much for um making the time. And again, congratulations to you all. Um and thank uh you. Junior, thank you always for everything you do. Uh, yes. and a big thanks to everyone out there for your ongoing support. Uh please do subscribe to this podcast series and our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us at History of LA Ska on Instagram, and please join our Facebook group. Please follow this gentleman, Junior Francis, at Junior Francis. Mm-hmm. And this series is produced by the Rockery Radio at Rockery underscore Radio. Uh, 
I recall uh, uh, he's the brains behind this. So really and truly, I want to thank everyone for your support. And you guys have really been an inspiration. Indeed. Really and truly. Yeah. Yes. Until next time, uh, be well. And please, to our uh, viewers and listeners, get out there and support live music. Let's keep it vibrant. And until next time, gentlemen, thanks so much. Much love and respect. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much. All right. Peace. Take care.